listening to Between Blue Worlds on Open Lines Radio. Follow Angie on Instagram at FirekeeperFay. Follow Open Lines Radio on Instagram at Open Lines Radio. And be sure to check out Open Lines Radio online at www.openlinesradio.com. Now stay tuned for Between Blue Worlds. Enjoy! Can you hear my dogs in the background? My dog, just one right now. There's two in the room, but only one would be audible. She's rolling on her back, just going crazy in this pile of blankets. Hi. Hi. Are you having fun? We have rescue pit bulls. I guess is what you call them. Pit bulls is what I call a racist term. It might be a dog race. But it is. It's slang for over 20 different breeds. Everything from bulldogs up to, I don't know, everything. I remember reading something about someone did a genetic test on shelter dogs that were marked as pit bulls. And something like 80% of them, 60 to 80% came back as not having any bully breeding them at all. It's just any dog with a short nose and you associate with being of a certain type. I know those kind of dogs. They're dangerous. Never know when they'll just flip out. Heard that a lot recently. They can just snap. You know who just snaps? Humans. I've actually never, in all my years when I worked at Humane Society, volunteered at different shelters, done dog rescue, owned... This is now my... I had two before them, so my third, fourth, and fifth pit bulls, we have three. And I've never had any of them do anything untoward. I mean, they're dogs as far as what they do to each other. (laughs) I've never had them really injure each other. Um, But dogs, just like people, get in disagreements, and sometimes it sounds really scary. And we are in a generation where anything scary we must ban. And largely we must do that because it creates feelings in us that then we feel should not be allowed and should be medicated. It's not right. I deserve better. I shouldn't feel this way. I don't have to feel this way. Hmm, I beg to differ. You apparently do. You apparently really fucking do. Because it's built into everybody. And anger and pain has become... Kind of illegal, especially in our public schools. Any sort of outrage is means for expulsion, if not suspension only. But they will try actively to get rid of anybody who's passionate about things. Shh. They used to beat the beat it out of them. You know, it's not new. Puritanical values have always swept through the idealism of we could just get people to behave this way life would be different and right now it's very popular to think oh if I can get my mind to behave good fucking luck your mind's a transmitter it's picking up everything going around and then anything that lines up with what you've experienced and your current nutrition and hydration uh, whatever's in your body all those things add up to allow or pick up certain thoughts. 
That's why it's very popular to get injected with uh, major metals. Um, they call them vaccines. There's no proof that they give you any sort of immunization or vaccinate you against anything. They actually up your chances of getting the things that they have in their names, the diphtheria, whooping cough, it's called pertussis. Um, I'm in my late 30s now, and I worked child care and dog rescue, along with other jobs that actually made some money uh, my entire adult life. And, uh, you know, I do daycare, and then I'd also work at a bar or at a... That was very short-lived. I didn't like working at bars. Um, but coffee shops. For a little while, I worked at a coffee shop that was right across from a bar, and I worked at the bar at night in the coffee shop in the morning, and I saw the same people cycling through the same toxicity all the time. just became very sad. And that sadness brought us... Um, it brings thoughts through that align with your sadness. If you're not healthy, your brain is going to pick up, it's going to transmit to you those conscious and unconscious thoughts. Some make it through to your conscious mind. Um, Psychology says that you can only think one thing at a time. That's consciously. You're thinking many things at a time. Um, But when I was a kid, (laughs) what I started saying was uh, when I was a kid, and then when I worked daycare, uh, up until I was 30 years old, maybe? Um, 32, I want to say, but I don't think I was that old. I guess I was still doing childcare, though, technically. I just wasn't working in public schools anymore. But uh, nobody had hand, foot, mouth. I never saw it. I saw a lot of slap cheek, some pink eye. Bronchitis was popular. Inflammation of the bronchial tubes. They call it bronchitis. It can be from anything. (coughs) But hand, foot, and mouth. We have a little cold right now. Hand, foot, and mouth didn't exist. And now it's talked about all the time as if it's regular and normal and part of everyday being. And then because there's new transparency laws around the CDC... They had to, very quietly, of course, and not in any of the mainstream media that I've seen. And granted, I don't see a lot of it. I haven't had a cable in almost 10 years now. But uh, a lot of, not a lot of, all of hand, foot, and mouth is from the DTaP vaccine. We currently, the polio, uh, you know, when you get um, vaccinated for polio, you're no longer vaccinated for wild polio the polio you can get naturally that supposedly was an epidemic at one point you can only get vaccinated by pol- for polio three and four they don't there's no proof they pro- they give you any immunity for wild polio there's actually a lot of proof to the contrary but those man-made polios a side effect is what we call hand foot and mouth it sores in your mouth a high fever I don't know how dangerous it can be, but I know it's extremely uncomfortable. I've known a lot of people that it tears through their family, and I've never heard that their doctor let them know, oh, this is from that, it's a side effect. And side effects from vaccines are really common. It's The government tests are now saying that one in 49 people have a severe reaction. 
and you probably just don't even know that's what it is. It can be your seasonal allergies. It can be cancer that doesn't show up till you're 30. Asthma is a major one. Asthma is an autoimmune disease. It's when your body attacks your own body, usually in response to high emotions. High emotions are hormones inside you that get caught from the middles that are blocking your thoughts in your brain. You can't transmit properly when your body's full of metals. It makes you violent, makes you unkind, makes you hate yourself because you're in pain on a subconscious and even conscious level all the time. Um, e. Stone posted some, this is what real autism looks like or can look like videos, which are important because autism is being glorified and that's not to say that we shouldn't be supportive of those people suffering from it, but to encourage it or make it seem like it's a natural part of humanity is detrimental and a lie. It's an autoimmune disorder. Your body's attacking itself. And often people hurt themselves. Self-harm is a major side effect of vaccines, as is gender confusion. I know that's not a popular one to talk about. I don't like talking about it. I've known people that were born quite feminine, that were born with male genitalia, but I'm talking about a trend to hate the way you're born, to hate yourself, to not feel like it's right, to feel like life has just made a major mistake for you, that because you don't fit into the gender norms that you see that you must be on the wrong biological train and you have to manufacture a way to get off and it's difficult to watch people try to cope with because I mean there isn't a known cure necessarily and should there be one it's hard to talk about because we don't want to shame or hurt or anything negative against the people who are under this influence or going through this thinking I don't know what to do Nobody showed up with a guidebook for me either. Well, that's not true. There is one guidebook that I like very much. And I agree with. It's just the Ten Commandments, really. Everything after that is details and man-made. The Hebrews made a ton of mistakes and they altered their original books all the time. There's the oldest monastery was uh, it holds all these wonderful versions of the books. It, this monastery was formed 500 years A.D. That's 500 years after Jesus. It was formed. 500 years. Think about how little we know about our current situations. How little we remember about 500 years ago. Does anybody know what happened 500 years ago? I bet a lot of us would be pretty inaccurate. I read a lot of non-fiction. I like history books. I read a lot of fiction, too. I'm back on reading. I Reading was really hard for a while. Because if once you start to read um, non-opinions, you know, just histories and stuff, there's a lot of uncomfortable truths. It's very windy outside. I come indoors, wipe our little noses. We had a fire in our area not too long ago. The... Every fire we have, they call it the biggest fire since all fires and 
we had another biggest fire since all fires. And uh, this fire spread this virus. You know, viruses come out of the dirt. And so when all this stuff burned, everybody got this cold that is just... The women get diarrhea from it. The men don't seem to, which I find interesting. <clears throat> Some people think it was spreading the flame retardant. I don't think so. Um, I think that if it was purposeful, we'd already see the vaccine coming out and, you know, there'd be a big push to get it. But that's not what's happened. Um, every single study on vaccinated versus unvaccinated children, the unvaccinated children are far healthier. They're smarter. That's sad to say, but it's true. Um, because they are able to use their brains freely. Their, their brains aren't being blocked by man-made viruses and metals. And you can detox from this stuff. Don't feel hopeless. You haven't failed yourself or your children. Your parents didn't fail you. We've just been trusting people that said they were trustworthy. And now they've proven that they're not. They've been lying to us through... Oh, God, sitcoms are the worst. They, I love Parks and Rec. Me and my kids have probably watched it a thousand times. And my husband. We really like it. But we talk about very actively all the propaganda that's in it. They have a whole episode just talking shit on people that are anti-fluoride. If you do any research on fluoride, it's freaking terrible for you. Not only does it alter your mood, um, it makes you physically incapable of being combative. That means standing up for yourself. I'm reading a book right now called Scotland. <laughs> it's a history of Scotland. It's huge, and it's written by a guy named Magnus McMagnuson. And I bought it because of his name. I thought, all right, if somebody knows Scotland, it might be this Magnus McMagnuson. I can't, I can't imagine you can grow up in Scotland with a name like that and be on all the cultural boards he was on and do all the work he did and not know a thing or two. And I've learned so much from this book. And I am very Scottish. And I didn't know any of this. I didn't know that Scotland itself, their, their uh, myths, if you will, I hate that word. We just need a better one that doesn't encapsulate so much. Their origin stories um, say that uh, they came at least partially from, I think there are already people there, an Egyptian runaway queen named Skoda. Skoda. S-C-O-T-A. I went to school all the way through high school, did some junior college, took a lot of history classes. I passed, not always with flying colors necessarily, but I found most things very uninteresting in school, besides the social aspects. And a lot of the teachers seemed stupider than anybody else I knew, and it just was hard to get myself to listen to these people when their lives were a mess, they were unhappy. I thought, why would I learn anything from you? And I still hold that. I, I'm sorry, I will look at... I, I, I know experts can be experts in one area and then have other areas where they're not. And my own life is by no means perfect. Um, but they're, the people that give life advice and hate their lives, it's one of my pet peeves. My mom used to say, don't listen to people that you don't want to be like. And that really stuck with me. Don't take advice from somebody that's living a life you 
wouldn't like it. I guess unless it's what not to do, I suppose, huh? I'm watering my tomatoes. I recently found out, I've talked about this before, I believe, that I can garden. That one of the lies I've been selling myself and buying completely was that I had a, a black thumb, a gray thumb. That wasn't accurate at all. I just didn't know what I was doing. I didn't have any confidence in my ability. Mm-hmm. Oh, are you feeding your dinosaurs those old berries? Don't shame your picky eater children. It's, it's life-saving. You don't want them eating everything. You don't want them going against their feeling of this isn't good for me and shoving themselves full of anything just to see what happens. You're making them dangerous should you ever not be right there, which you can't be. So, if your kid's not going to eat stuff, don't make them eat it. You can eat something else. You don't need to control every aspect of what they're doing. Teach them to trust themselves, because you could die any minute. And they'll be on their own, or in the care of somebody that's horrendous. That's scary, but it's true. Happens to children a lot. I worked in schools, I watched it happen. A parent would die, or move away, and they'd be left at the other parent or both parents would pass away or both parents would move away or they'd both start working a lot and suddenly their child who was dependent on them entirely was now in daycare this means 60 to 120 kids at a public school daycare we cannot watch you constantly and if you've never had to rely on yourself and your own instinct it's a long hard road for crybaby spider-man If you watch a lot of stand-up, you may get that analogy. If you don't, I think it makes sense anyways. It's a stand-up about watching this kid dressed as Spider-Man crying every time he didn't get to ring the doorbell. And the comedian, I believe it was Greg Bernhardt. Oh, it looked like Jesus, guy. He said, oh, it's a long, hard road for crybaby Spider-Man. The kid who cries, I... I don't know if I should tell this story, but I will. I, I used to do some competitive things in daycare. Not a lot. Um, just because it's hard to run and I can't control, you know, who these kids are. and only influence, but I would do things where everybody had an opportunity to win. So it was like, you know, if I knew there was enough of something hidden, everybody that finds one, when you find one, you get a prize. So I'm rewarding effort over competition. We don't have finite resources on Earth. We're not overpopulated. That's my lesson. Go on Google Earth. You're invisible. From not very high up. You just stop existing. Your house, everything. The Earth is huge. And most of it is totally unoccupied. You're just really dependent on the state. So you stay very close together. Because you want to be part of the cell phone community and have wireless and that's okay before that you wanted to have protection and you wanted to not always marry your siblings and your cousins you know there's reasons for it but I did this one thing because the fertilizers the school uses there's a ton of four-leaf clovers it's their you know it's just four-leaf clovers show up and there's a lot of uh, a lot of stuff in the ground for them the clovers 
then they, you get more and more four-leaf clovers. That's why we call it lucky. It really means that the ground's very fertile. That translates to being lucky. It makes sense. It's not myth or magic. It's evidence of great soil or manufactured fertilizer. So <laughs> I did a thing after I went out and made sure there was a bajillion of these freaking things that I told everybody, we're going to have popsicles, but first you need to find a four-leaf clover. And they all said, that's impossible. Except for like three that were just already out the door. One of them was my son. <laughs> out the door, knew it. <laughs> and uh, all the, you know, the kids that were left, it took a little convincing and they went out in groups. And there's just the crybaby Spider-Man. There was nothing I could say or do that was going to convince them that they were capable of doing this and that they would win by crying. They sat, I'm not even going to give a gender because if, you know, they listen and remember this, know that I did everything I could to try to support you in your independence. Sit, I sat at the edge of the grass with this child while they cried and cried. And kid after kid came up with a four-leaf clover. Over and over and over. And I said, look how many kids are finding one. Go find it. Why can't I just have a popsicle? You're so mean. And it turned from their incapability to demonizing the person asking them and encouraging them to be capable. And they were well older than the youngest kids out there. They're about middle of the road. And they were still crying an hour later and their mom showed up. Well, why didn't you just give her a popsicle? It's pointless. Uh, well, <laughs> I still won't. And until you find one with her, I'm not going to. Does that mean? Did she go find one? I can't even remember. No, I think they just left. I think her mom assured her that she'd go buy popsicles. They didn't need our popsicles. And they went on their way. And I, She's probably high school age now, which scares me. She may be driving. I hope she's not somebody who runs into me. I hope that this has been remedies. I know a lot of people, a lot of my best friends, closest people in the world to me that I admire so much were terrible freaking children for any number of directions, whether they were just straight up criminal or whatever, crybabies and jerks and you know, we go through phases and people change. They change a lot, actually. And different things can make people change different ways. I knew a lot of people that, man, they were so cool. You were so freaking cool. I see their Facebooks now. I'm like, what happened? They're just sad. They're unhappy in themselves and blaming everybody else. And they want everything for free. And they don't get why they can't have it. And if only we just distributed things evenly. Okay. Draw me a diagram of how that works, please. Let's start with who will do the distributing. Not another group of people in the world have found a way to do this. Where you do whatever you want and we just distribute things. Things don't show up out of nowhere. You have to work for things. Evil people exist. There's no one that's found a way to fix them. That's why you have jails. They either fix themselves or they don't. The only thing I've seen work, and this is something people can debate with me, is they can find religion. Find a set of rules that speaks to them and find a spirit or God of love, faith, and trust 
that they allow in. I watched it a lot. I worked in restorative justice and I didn't see anybody make a positive turn that didn't also bring up Jesus. I don't know. Maybe some people did. But they either already knew him and realized they weren't doing what they were supposed to. Or they came to me later and said, you know what, I started going to that church that you told me about. And I wasn't supposed to tell them anything. Because the real solutions are hidden. And maybe they're supposed to be. If there's a supposed to. I don't know. I think Jesus is cool. I'm not one of the Hebrews. I'm not genetically Jewish. I don't support most of the tenets of the Jewish religion because I believe in powerful women and their right to be powerful women. It's also why I don't support Islam. Well, I don't support Islam for a lot of reasons. Uh, one of them is that they ban archaeology from places, which I fucking hate. Christians support it, Jews support it. Islam won't let people do it. Why? Because it'll probably reveal that they're fake. They also kill gay people and black dogs. I'm sorry, if you're genetically Muslim, um, it's not that I don't support you or love you, but I'm not going to lie and say that I think that you're lower than your husband, stupider, and that you need to be controlled. I won't buy into that. I'm not going to uh, support a lot of what gets said and done. I'm just not that friend. Uh, Jesus didn't do that. I think uh, Jesus, along with, there's like 34 prophets that they say could have all led to this uh, image or tales of Jesus that we have. <clears throat> the earliest writings about him are from 70 years uh, later. Um, I don't t- put a lot of stock in Paul's writings and letters because he didn't know them. He was a Roman that had killed Christians for a long time. He was coming from the major place of guilt. He clearly idolized Judaism a little bit. Um, The whole women cover their heads thing. And I think that's cultural. That comes with time. Women weren't always and aren't always uh, treated that way. There's kind of this myth that in old times women were always had no power. But that's not true. Um, There was eras in Egypt that were where the men were really kind of weak in the art, what's left of their drawings, and the women are drawn very strong and big, even while breastfeeding. That was back and forth, and we do it to ourselves and each other. I know in my personal experience, the meanest people in my life that have made me feel worse about being a woman were women. Um, I think self-hate can come out in lots of ways. You know, it can come out in hurting women that are younger, or demonizing women that are older. I know uh, one of the things that Bill Clinton's sexual partners often bring up is that he would tell them that his wife liked younger women specifically. And with how violent we know she is, I mean, there's a Clinton body count thing. She's very mean. She medicates very highly to try to be nice, and you can hear it. She starts to mock somebody. She'll get like, ha, 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 and get all spastic because her brain's literally being blocked from being mean by chemicals. So it comes out as passive-aggressive. It's very bizarre once you know what's going on to watch it. 
It's a lot of really great books from people that know them personally, have no reason to lie. Um, and they have dates and places and everything that describe all this going on. It's just that we're currently overwhelmed. Most people feel so powerless that trying to admit that there's evil that tries to take over and would do horrendous things to children, especially, it just, it's too much. What does a common person do? And that's where coming together and finding answers and alternatives is going to be huge. It already is. I mean, we really have. There's a great book called The Way We Never Were. It's outdated as hell now, but it'd be interesting if she, I'll have to look up if she's done a more recent one. I think it was written in the 90s. But the 1990s, to be specific. Um, But she talks about how we're safer now than we ever have been. And this was pre, you know, 9-11 and blah, blah, blah. But she's talking about children specifically and how now we talk about childhood trauma only because it's no longer the norm to be beaten and neglected or exposed was very common. This means leaving your baby out to freeze to death and die of the elements. Really common. Uh, Mary Beard does a great thing. She's a Roman historian. Uh, She has a really cool documentary. It's on Prime, Amazon Prime right now, called uh, Meet the Romans. And she does the Roman history by using a lot of their tombstones because they were very detailed on their tombstones. And she knows a lot of other back history. Her book, SPQR, is fantastic. Rome is fascinating because it's the... It's the culture that the, what links them is the lack of mother. Romulus and Remus had the wolf mom or no mom at all. They started Rome. Romulus means Mr. Rome. And uh, so they start Rome. And their first women, they needed women. And this is a famous tale that Rome told over and over. And they have statues about it. It's called the Rape of the Sabines. Sabines? Sabines? I'm sure whatever pronunciation they used is long gone now and I'm incapable of. (coughs) But they invited the neighboring tribe over. And then once they had them all in the room, they closed the door and kidnapped all the women. And I'm assuming killed quite a few of the men. I don't think it went over peacefully by any means. And that's how Rome got women, at least according to them. And there's evidence of it being at least, if not true bragged about the Roman Empire stretched out it got all the way up to Scotland and then couldn't get any farther Scotland said no no friends that's where Hadrian's Wall is as far as they could get that's why the Highland Scots hold themselves far above the Lowland Scots because the Lowland Scots gave way the name Picks comes from the dogs barking at the neighbor dog. Every time they've gotten to, over to another dog, they just want to play so badly. And they sound so mean. It's all. History is quite interesting. It's not what we think it is. I found out not too long ago that I'm not only genetically directly related to some of those who were tried as witches in Salem, just outside of Salem, but I'm also, one of my grandfathers is the reverend. And I found out that 
in Salem, they were undergoing significant trauma from the French and the Indians that they hired to attack them. And uh, they had turned on each other since. The trauma was just too much. And when their kids started screaming in the middle of the night that people were attacking them, and you can only imagine having very little, uh, I don't know, even information available about psychology and hearing your kids screaming that it's this woman, she's attacking them in their sleep, what do you do? You hire somebody to find out if she's a witch. And it was the last real trial of its kind. They'd already stopped doing them in England. And this one went on for a little while and they stopped it. They're writing back and forth with England trying to figure out what to do because they had citizens on every side that were scared and angry and didn't know what was going on. And kids were flipping out in court in front of everybody at home at night and think of just the prescription drugs that people load their kids with now for minor things for not wanting to pay attention in school just load them full of side effects that include suicide and homicide doesn't matter they can pay attention in school I don't want to get phone calls from the principal anymore would you have somebody try it as a witch your child is screaming in pain, saying they were being stabbed by needles. I don't know, man. It's complicated. And it's easy to use our current standards and our knowledge that we have now, how it turns out, and apply it backwards. It doesn't really work that way. So we're working with different materials. Coming from a different place entirely. Oh, you see those guys? We never know where somebody's really coming from, do we? What they're going through, their background is. But we can find things that are true. My Instagram name is Firekeeper Faye. It's a term that came to me. As I was, it, well, Faye is a call out to my genetic background, and Firekeeper is something that's in all indigenous cultures. It's primarily women who kept the fire. Fire can be dangerous. It's also how we cook and how we protect ourselves. Huh. How we cook and jump, 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 jump. It's pretty amazing. It's got all aspects, and Firekeeper to me is a truth teller. You can tell stories around the fire that are fictional. It's also where you share your information you gain during the day. And that's what I'm doing. Because in my studies of life, it's all we can do, really. So I hope you go out and learn something, and you can follow me on Instagram if you'd like to. I'll probably follow you back, I usually do, unless you post a ton of naked pictures of yourself because I do have children. I don't need them seeing that when I open my phone. I don't want to see it. You know what? I'm using them. I don't want to see your naked body. Is that bad? I don't know. I just kind of think it'd be optional. I'll examine that in myself another time, I guess. Might do it today. Not that I don't like your naked body, that I think it's incredibly beautiful and <clears throat> if you're posting it on Instagram it probably means that in your personal life 
it's not getting the attention or respect that you need. So I guess it's kind of like looking at really deep pain. I don't know. <coughs> sure, there's people that would give me significant shit for that, but I've known a lot of strippers and none of them are happy. <coughs> all right, that's about all the talking I can do through this cold. 35 minutes. I love you. I will talk to you all soon. Thank you for listening. This is Between Blue Worlds. My name is Angie. Peace out.